IndyCar fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. Welcome to this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy. The frantic pace of the NTT IndyCar Series continues. Just one week after the 106th Indianapolis 500 on May 29, the series was off to the streets of Belle Isle in Detroit, where Team Penske driver Will Power made up for last year's disappointment with a victory in the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix. Power led 55 laps in the 70-lap race, and was able to masterfully hold on to his softer Firestone Reds over the final 20 laps of the race to hold off Alexander Rossi's bid for his first victory since 2019. I interviewed Power after the race for Pit Pass Indy, and that interview will be coming up shortly. After that, we go for Max Power in a separate interview with Will Power and his brother Damien, a professional comedian from Toowoomba, Australia. The brothers talk about a variety of subjects, including this weekend's race at Road America in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, and what Damien thought of the 106th Indianapolis 500. Speaking of the 106th Indianapolis 500, we catch up with the winner, Marcus Erickson of Chip Ganassi Racing, who has been on a whirlwind tour following the biggest victory of his career on May 29. He talks about some of the highlights and honors that have come his way since the victory. Two-time IndyCar Series champion Joseph Newgarden of Team Penske joins us to talk about his outlook for the rest of the season and how he is setting himself up for a run at a third NTT IndyCar Series championship this season. We wrap up the show with Team Penske's Scott McLaughlin. He talks about his Indy 500 experience and his outlook for this weekend's race at Road America in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. First up is my exclusive interview for Pit Pass Indy with Will Power after he won the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix, the final time that event will be held on Belle Isle. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy, we're proud and very happy to have Will Power with us, the winner of the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix. Will, after last year's heartbreak, where you were the leader the car wouldn't start after a red flag. I know you were very disappointed at that. How does it feel now to put that to, to rest with today's victory? Oh, man. Yeah, that was uh, that was big redemption. That was big redemption. Starting 16th, I, uh, I, I was just 100% on board with running blacks because I thought that's, that's our chance to make a lot of spots. And it just played out exactly how I thought it would. Um, I thought the Reds are going to die, and uh, 
we're going to be able to make some track position here. But, we, you know, we actually drove all the way to the front. And I thought, well, now we need to pull as big a gap as possible. And I think the team made a great call to do that, uh, to, to hold off the race to the very end when the track was the most rubbed up. Today was Chevrolet's 100th IndyCar victory since returning to IndyCar in 2012. I believe you have 26 of those 100 wins, so you're a key part of the Chevy history here. How important is that to have a partner like Chevrolet? Yeah, I think we're really lucky to have a partner like Chevrolet. Um, you know, they've uh, bought me a championship in an Indy 500 and a lot of wins, so um, I'm, uh, yeah, really enjoyed my time with them, and I think it's just, uh, uh, I think we've come out this year with uh, definitely a better engine and uh, better drivability and everything. We must uh, also say it's a very wet willpower. He got into Scott Fountain after winning the race. I know you live at Lake Norman, but you probably yeah. spent more time in Scott Fountain today than you have in, in Lake Norman. What was that like to jump into that fountain? It was, uh, it was very refreshing at the time. I was really, uh, really enjoyed it, actually. I so badly wanted to be able to celebrate in that fountain because I feel like it's the best podium in racing. Um, such an amazing uh, fountain. And, and uh, I got to do it the last time. The victory today, you're still in fifth place, but you're now one win behind Michael Andretti on the all-time list. You're moving on up. How important is it to keep climbing and knocking off those positions on the all-time career list of IndyCar winners? Um, yeah, that's – don't really think about it. I think I you know, just put as – you know, work as hard as I can and, and try get – try to win at least a race a year. But, uh, yeah, there's a couple of records there that would be really nice to beat. Um, not a record, but to move up in the all-time wins list uh, to pass Michael Andretti and then pass Mario Andretti would be crazy in pole. So it's just because those two is, uh, you know, Michael was a real hero of mine when I was growing up when he was racing kart and Mario is, is an absolute legend of the sport. So two, um, you know, two guys that I have tremendous respect for and just be uh, crazy that I'm near them anyway and wins and polls. Last year you signed a new two-year contract. This is the first year of that contract. I believe you told me earlier this year that you want to sign another contract after this. You sounded like after the victory today that you could be satisfied if, with the accomplishments you've already achieved. Yeah. So do you still want an additional two-year contract after this one is up? Uh, I haven't thought about it. I'm just seeing what these next two years brings. And, you know, you can't just, you can't, uh, you know, who knows what happens over the next couple of years. And, um, you know, I'm, like I said, if I'm still competitive, I still want to race. Are you like the Tom Brady of IndyCar? You keep, as long as you can do it, why not do it? Well, I mean, Tom Brady is what makes, what shows you it doesn't really matter how old you are. And, you know, if you look at Elio Castroneves qualifying a second row and still fast, winning the 500 last year, it doesn't, I mean, these days you can still be competitive for quite uh, well, well, well into your 40s. How did you manage to finish the last 20 laps of the race on red tires, which on this surface at Detroit seemed to wear out quicker. Yeah, just had to be real nice on them uh, to start the to start the uh, stint, and then just manage it really well with the the gap that I had to Rossi and drive as straight as I can, um, looking after him. Your son Bo finally got into the fountain with you, and as a father, 
Was that the best moment of being in Scott Fountain when your son was able to join you? It was awesome to have my little man there, and it was awesome to have my brother there as well and, um, you know, the family. I think it's just uh, they're sort of memories you will never forget and uh, pictures that you'll never forget and show him when, at his wedding when he's, uh, when he's getting married. And also you climbed up on the lion, was riding the lion for a while. How cool was that? That was real cool. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, it's just so crazy we have that fountain as a, uh, as a podium. I don't think there's anything like it around the world. So going back to uh, Chevrolet's 100th win, you, you get off the schneid in, in a way for what happened to you last year here. It's the last year of the race at Belle Isle. Almost seems like a storybook finish. It does. You know, it's crazy. Sometimes those things work out for you. Um, you know, I thought I had lost my chance to to win win a race here uh, and get on the, the fountain. But um, last year when it, the car didn't start, but man, it. Uh, I drove really hard today. I drove like that was, I couldn't fault anything in the drive today. Like I really was in a good mental spot. And then our last question with the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix race winner, Will Power. You're now the points leader heading to Road America. Seems like we have a new points leader after every race. What does that say about the series? That's just the series now. And this, I think that's just going to continue. I, you know, I just don't, I just, you can't predict week in, week out who's going to be on pole, who's going to win, who's the top six going to be. It's just different every week. It just, there's no series like this. There's no series like it. Will Power, go get yourself dried off. I think you could use that. Congratulations on the big win here at Belle Isle, and thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Sounds good. Thank you. Now it's time to go for maximum power as we are joined by two powers, Team Penske's Will Power and his brother Damien, a comedian from Australia, in this Pit Pass Indy exclusive interview. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is not one, but two powers. We're going for max power here. It's IndyCar driver Will Power of Team Penske and his brother Damien, who happened to come to watch the Indianapolis 500. Welcome to both of you. Yes, thank you. Yes, thanks for having me. Good to be here. First question to Will. You had high hopes going into the Indy 500, but yet you were a mid-pack starter. And how much did that really... The way the cars handled this year hamper the ability to move forward. Um, yeah, I mean, I went backwards. I just had a very loose car to the first stint, and um, yeah, literally ended up back uh, back in thirtieth. So it's uh, we got the car in the into the window over the last two stints, but at that point, it's too late. It was very very difficult to pass. Now for Damien, this is Indy five hundred number two for you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And what did you think of that place sold out, nearly sold out? There was only a couple of thousand seats left yeah. that were not sold. That was a heck of a crowd. Yeah, it was a big crowd. I mean, uh, uh, you know, first when I arrived, they were doing all the practices and Will was, you know, stationed in the, in the thing there when I first arrived, like in the pits, ready to go out. And I thought this... This, uh, this is really, really boring. And uh, <laughs> uh, I was just really bored and I spent a lot of the day on playing a video game called Call of Duty just to pass the time. But then when the race started, it started getting a bit more exciting, but then Will didn't do very well. So uh, obviously very disappointed in Will and, and our whole family. And uh, it's, it's sad, but uh, he tried his best, but you know. 
You mean to tell me for an Aussie you didn't get fired up over the U.S. Air Force Thunderbird? Not the first yeah. flyover, but the second. I would have liked to have seen a lot more guns and shooting and, like, you know, the planes, you know, maybe doing more tricks and stuff. Target like, practice yeah, with like 300,000 people Machine around. guns and missiles and that sort of thing. <laughs> no, no, it was great. It was amazing. Yeah. In case the listeners don't know, Damien is a professional comedian. I would say that Will, in some ways, is often an amateur comedian, but, you know, he gets his great wit in there from time to time. We have a very similar sense of humor. Very similar. Which many Americans can't understand sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Which is one of the beauties of his sense of humor. So back over to Will. I know that Team Penske had put a lot of emphasis into improving on the Indy 500 effort. Yeah. It looks like there's still a ways to go. What do you think the issues are? Uh, Look, we were definitely faster than last year. And I think the draw for qualifying really hurt us because I, I feel like we all would have been in the fast 12 had we had an early draw um, or everything was even. So, we, you know, it didn't, it didn't sh- we didn't get to show our true speed. The race was just, you know, I, I, think, I think we, you know, for sure Joseph and uh, uh, Scott were going to be up there. Obviously, I just didn't have the car for it. But, yeah, this had... had yeah, I think Joseph stormed the pits and Scott crashed. So, yeah, it's just a bad day for the team all around. Um, yeah, it just, you know, they're just one of those days. It's, a one, it's one race a year and it's hard to get everything right. But uh, we improved for sure over last year. As far as the points, it's a double points race, which means if you finish well, you benefit. If you don't finish well, it's a double hit. Yeah. When you're in the middle, how does it fall? Well, for me, um, it wasn't that bad considering the position I was in the championship. You have, you had a few of the main players that, you, that I would consider legit championship contenders like Palou, Dixon, even Joseph, uh, uh, McLaughlin. They all, they all had bad days themselves. So, the, you know, the guys that capitalized like Ericsson and Award are also championship contenders, but I didn't lose all that much to them. So um, still well in touch, well in touch. What is your reaction, Alexander Rossi, signing with McLaren today? Yeah, I knew that months ago, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we all did. But, but it was, but yeah. wasn't official until it's official. Yeah, I mean that's an interesting move. I think uh, he's had a seems to have had a bit of a rough time over the last couple of years. So it'll be uh, interesting to see how he does there. And um, I think that Carl Kirkwood's certainly going to be strong in that seat. He's he's uh, definitely a Definitely a fast driver, so, I mean, yeah, two fast drivers swap for two fast seats, probably not much of a difference. But change of scenario, though, could do a driver a lot of good. It can. Yeah, I think think for, for Alex, for sure, it's going to put him in a better mental spot. I don't think everything was all rosy there at that team for him, so I'm sure he's going to thrive over there at McLaren. Before we bring your brother Damien back into the conversation... We're heading off to Road America. Yeah. You like that track. It's an old-style, European-style road course, over four miles in length. Yeah. What's your outlook and attitude heading back to Road America, which you ask any of the racers in the paddock, they love going there. Yeah, I love the track. I want to do, uh, yeah, definitely need to improve on last year's speed. So um, had the the teammate. It was really fast. I got plenty to look at there. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it all shakes out over these next two races. Um, I think we're pretty much halfway at that point. 
and uh, yeah, see 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 if we can be well well in contention for the championship. And let's bring Damien back into the conversation. Damien, professional comedian. Have you got any shows booked while you're in the United States? I actually don't, no. It was a bit of a surprise visit to come over and uh, surprise Will, so I didn't, I didn't book anything in, although I was doing work over here before COVID, but uh, it'd be good to come back. Yeah, there's been talks of doing a show uh, after the Indy 500 sometime or during the Indy, Indy month. Maybe one day I should do that, you know. There's another driver whose father is a comedian of 35 years I just met the other day, so we had a chat. Father-in-law, I should say, yeah. yeah. And that would be? Uh, his name's Jackie Flynn, uh, Colton Herder's girlfriend's father. Oh, okay. So it's a bit removed, but yeah. There's a couple of comedy clubs in the Charlotte area. Well, we ought to get him a gig or two. Yeah. <laughs> I do know the guy that owns the comedy club down there, but, but he's taken off down. He's taken off after this race. But I think Detroit actually has probably some pretty good comedy clubs. So I would assume you're staying at the Power Lakeside Estate. Yeah, the Power Lakeside Estate. Oh, you mean in? Oh, you mean in Charlotte? Mm. Oh no, not this time. I've been there many times, but yeah. Not this time. Will, does he make a good babysitter? He actually does. He's got, he, he's got a kid himself. The kid's 13, but he's been through the whole spiel of how you got to <laughs> look after a kid, so he's not a bad babysitter. Well, one thing's for sure, between a comedian in the family and an Indianapolis 500 winning driver and an IndyCar champion, the powers have it, everything covered here. Will, good luck yeah. the rest of the season. Good luck yeah. heading to Road America. Thank you. And Damien, enjoy your time in the United States, and maybe the Thunderbirds can help you with some target practice or something. Yeah, next sounds time. great. Thanks for having me. Thank you. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. In 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck, whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered, all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com 
or for household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. Welcome back to this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy. Next up is the winner of the 106th Indianapolis 500, Marcus Erickson of Sweden. The driver is still trying to comprehend his big victory on May 29 and has been honored at various appearances around the United States. Erickson talks about some of those appearances on this exclusive Pit Pass Indy interview. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is, I would guess to say, a very tired but proud Marcus Erickson, the winner of the 106th Indianapolis 500. Marcus, you've been on a whirlwind tour since winning the race. I imagine you haven't gotten much sleep. I have not. No, it's been uh, it's been completely crazy since the checkered flag. Uh, I had like two hours of sleep Sunday night, three hours of sleep Monday night. Actually got like almost eight hours on Tuesday, but then another like three hours last night. So it's, it's, it's definitely been uh, a hectic week, but I've been loving every second. I still still sort of go on the adrenaline rush from, from that victory. So, yeah, I'm just trying to soak it all in and enjoy every moment. Have you gotten to the point, though, where you can figure out how you did it? I think I can figure out how I did it, but I still sort of struggle to believe it actually happened in, like, real life. And I'm still sort of pinching myself and have to remind myself that it actually happened. And I watched that last two laps, like, I don't know, 10, 15 times probably because uh, it's such an intense finish as well. So, yeah, it's, it's still uh, unreal and it's still uh, hard to sort of wrap your head around it. But, uh, yeah, it it's just feels amazing. So if you could give our listeners an idea what happened after the banquet where you received the $3 million check, which is the largest ever to go to a winner, uh, from that point on, what was the rest of the week like? First of all, on Monday, before the banquet, we, we had a full day at the Speedway with uh, photos and media, and it was like flat out all day. And then I managed to go home and I had one hour to basically unpack all my stuff from the Speedway, shower, pack my bags for New York, and uh, get changed and ready for the banquet. Straight to the banquet, did the banquet, straight from the banquet to the airport, and then we jumped on a jet to go to New York City. Got to New York City like 2 a.m., in the hotel, checked in at 3 a.m., wake up at 7, and then it was a full day at, in New York. Started off with uh, opening the NASDAQ, uh, which was super cool. I, I didn't really know what to expect there, but that was so cool. Um, then we did the Empire State Building. Also, I'd never done that before. That was very, very impressive. And then some interviews and stuff like that, and finished off by throwing the first pitch at the Yankees game. So it was just an incredible day. Like I said that to some people, like Sunday was the best day of my life, but that Tuesday in New York was definitely up there in like the top five of days in my life because it was so cool. Uh, so yeah, it was really, really fun. And then on Wednesday morning, we flew back to Indy. And then I jumped in the same on Wednesday evening because, hey, we have a race this weekend that we need to go and, go and try and win. I'm sure that even in Sweden, they've heard of the New York Yankees. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's such a legendary team, and uh, I have no clue about baseball, but uh, I understand that. Yeah, I mean, I knew Yankees as a franchise, but uh, it was just super cool and, and, you know, such a legendary team. To walk out on a Yankee stadium, that's got to be like walking onto the starting grid of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Yeah, I think the Indy definitely, in my opinion, beats it. Uh, you know, there's nothing like this in Indianapolis Motor Speedway on race day. 
But it was still super cool, you know, and it was a lot of fans there and and uh, the history of the team, you know. So that was uh, definitely a special moment that I will forever remember. After the Indianapolis 500, you were the points leader. So heading into Detroit and then Road America, now you start thinking championship. You've probably been thinking championship all along, but the realistic goal out there that you could sweep the Indy 500 and the championship if you do everything correctly. Yeah, no, for sure. I think it was an interesting stat. I saw there after, you know, on Monday, it was, uh, I think, Nathan Brown, I mean, the star he put out that, you know, the last 12 months, if you count from Detroit last year until now, so the last 16 races, I've actually scored the most points out of anyone in the championship. And I think that says a lot about where we've been in the eight-car team after that first win in Detroit last year. So we're definitely in the mix. We're definitely in the, in the, in the hunt for the championship and, and, you know, leading going in here to Detroit. It's my favorite track of the year, uh, or at least one of my favorites. Uh, had my first podium here, had my first win here last year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. And like you said, you know, now we, we take that one box winning the 500. The next goal is to win the championship. You're sporting a very impressive piece of jewelry. It's the Indianapolis 500 winner's ring. Do you have a security guard that's going to guard that for you? I certainly hope you've gotten it insured. <laughs> uh, I haven't had much time for that, but I have my trainer Alex here, and he's a pretty big dude, so he, he will look after it, I'm sure. The next race will be at Road America. That's got to be an old-school European-style road course. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a track that reminds me of Europe. It's sort of... For me, it's uh, the Spa Francorchamps of, uh, of America, so it's a really fun uh, road course, beautiful up there, and uh, I've had some good results there. I think I finished fourth there last year or the year before, um, so I've, I've had some good races there, and um, obviously looking forward to going there as well. And wrapping up here with Indianapolis 500 winning driver Marcus Erickson at Chip Ganassi Racing, driver the number eight Husky Chocolate Honda. It was a very disappointing day for your teammate, Scott Dixon. He led 95 laps. He's now the all-time lap leader in Indianapolis 500 history. When did you get a chance to speak with him after the race? And how disappointed is he? Uh, I spoke to him briefly straight after the race. He came up uh, and congratulated me, and, and that was very big of him, you know, because, like you said, he was hurting for sure uh, after such a strong month. Um, so yeah, I, I spoke to him briefly there and, uh, and a little bit on the banquet. Um, but if there's something we know about Scott is that he's, you know, he's one of the best ever and I'm sure he's going to bounce back and be, you know, be in the mix straight away here in Detroit. So yeah, uh, I expect him to be up front and, and challenge for the win this weekend already. Indianapolis 500 winning driver Marcus Erickson at Chip Ganassi Racing. Congratulations on your big victory in the Indianapolis 500. Good luck the rest of the season, and thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Joseph Newgarden believes he is in great position to contend for a potential third NTT IndyCar Series championship. He tells me why in this exclusive Pit Pass Indy interview. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is Team Penske driver Joseph Newgarden, a two-time NTT IndyCar Series champion. Joseph, now we're on to the rest of the season after Indy. The focus goes back to winning the championship. How do you feel you're at at this particular moment to get up there and win another title? I feel pretty positive about our opportunity. I think, you know, we've had good cars this year. Um, obviously, a couple wins on the board has been great. Uh, especially so early in the season, you know, we're not halfway yet. So, 
you know, we're not throwing any, um, you know, any any give up flag out out the window. We we feel good about where we're at. Feel like we've got good cars across the board, which is different than last year. I feel like, you know, this year we've really got all three cars working really well together and in unison most places that we go, and that makes a big difference. Um, so yeah, we've just got to stay on it. We've got to be more consistent than we were in the first five races. We've we had a couple wins, but you know, uh, you've you've got to be better than just winning or finishing last. And so when, if we focus on that and we can do that job, then we're going to be okay. And also, you've been able to make a battle out of it the last two championships that you didn't win. You battled Scott Dixon and probably had a better finish to the season in 2020 than Scott did. He had just had such a great lead to start off the year that it was hard to overcome. And you finished strong last year when Alex Pillow won the title. So you have to feel one of your strengths is your ability to close I feel like we've absolutely been, you know, good at executing at the end. Um, it's gone up and down at years, you know, um, every year has its own story, but I, I feel like, you know, we can be good across the board, which is ultimately what's going to be critical. Um, you know, it's not going to be one race that makes or break it. It's, it's always, a, you know, it's always a calculation of all of them together. So each race is important. Um, we got to be a little better on our averages this year, but I know we can do that. Reflecting back on the Indianapolis 500, I know that so much emphasis was put on by Team Penske to improve in that race, but you can't really see it through the results. So what do you think happened? Yeah, we just had a tough weekend, really a tough month of, of really fully executing. I felt like we had fast cars and we definitely made a step forward. I was proud of our team. I felt like we put in a ton of work again this off season and um, we definitely, we took a step forward. There's no doubt. And I feel like we had a good Shell Fuel Awards car in the race. I think Team Chevy did the job for us. You know, we just weren't able to fully put it together. Qualifying wasn't maximized probably exactly as it should. And then in the race, you know, unfortunately, we had a we had a stall in the middle of the race, put us, you know, right when we were working towards that top five and, and you know, lap lap 100, you know, we're moving to the back. And, and I think halfway past, um, you know, halfway past the start, it's really difficult to move from pretty much last to get back to the front. This past weekend was the last time the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix was held at Belle Isle. Next year, it goes to the streets of Detroit. Your thoughts on that? Are you going to miss Belle Isle, or are you more looking forward to racing downtown Detroit? I think it's bittersweet. I love I loved Belle Isle. I thought it was a you know it's been great for us. I would love to stay here, but at the same time, going downtown is going to be very good for all of us. I think it'll improve the accessibility for a lot of people. It's in the heart of all the action, so uh, bittersweet. Love Belle Isle. Think we've left it in a better place than when we started, and you know, excited for downtown next year. And to actually be on the streets of downtown Detroit, how cool is that going to be? And, and for what you've seen of the course, what do you think of it? I think it's going to be big. It's a really special event. Um, it's going to be great downtown. I think the track's good. It's a good layout, and it's accessible for everybody, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And in our last question with Joseph Newgarden of Team Penske, heading to Road America, you've had great success there. Shoot, even when you were injured one year, you came up there and had a great finish. What is it about that race course that Joseph Newgarden really likes? Well, it's one of the best courses in North America, if not the world. So I, I've always enjoyed the style of racing there. I um, feel like we can be really good, hopefully again. And um, we've been good the last couple of years there, so we just need to put it all together. Joseph Newgarden, Team Penske, good luck in your championship fight the rest of the way. Thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Thanks, Bruce. We wrap up this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy with Team Penske driver Scott McLaughlin. 
Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is Scott McLaughlin of Team Penske. Scott, we're coming off the Indianapolis 500 and the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix. We're going to be heading to Road America. After the way the Indy 500 played out, I'm sure you're really going to kind of like to get back on a true old-school road course like Road America. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, starts off at Detroit, but just can't wait to get back in the car first and foremost. You know, it's um, yeah, you have a you have a disappointing result after you're going pretty good there for um, for for a little bit, and uh, yeah, just it knocks you around a little bit, obviously. So. Um, it is what it is. We, we'll keep pushing on, um, but certainly Road America is going to be a big race for me. I'm sponsored by Sonsio. It's their home race, um, and they're, 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 they're the naming rights sponsor of that, so I'm excited to sort of represent them. Reflecting back on the month of May, I know you had a lot of hopes going to the Speedway of an improvement from 2021. You were running faster. The race, though, ended up uh, in a crash. Yeah. So how would you assess the way the whole month played out, especially race day? Yeah, I think it's hard. Like, you know, I think we definitely took a step forward. Did we take, you know, enough of a step forward? If you look at Ganassi, probably not. Um, you know, at the end of the day, the team works so hard um, on the cars, but we just need to be better, first and foremost. That's just how it is. So, um if we had a better draw in qualifying, I think we could easily qualify in the top 12, but that's just luck. You know, you can't do much about that. We've got to be better. Um, and the race, I felt really good, but we had to run my car quite aggressively and, and to pass people. And, and uh, you know, I just, I, I got caught out by a little bit of a gust. Car got loose and then boom in the fence. So it was, it was a disappointing way to end, but I think we were on for a pretty solid result if we could have just got past that through that last sequence. All of the crashes were single car crashes, but all but one of them always ended up in turn two. Why was that? I don't know. I, I, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. I think turn two all day felt pretty loose to me anyway. Like the, the, the wind was up your rear and, and it was really making the rear loose. And um, I could see why those guys lost it there. Um, and also you were trying to get a run because a lot of your passes were happening into three. So um, my one, it was, you know, I just got caught out by not being aggressive enough with my tools as well. Um, first time in clear air all day, clear air on the nose, and then bang, went round. You had your entire family with you for the race. Kind of a big surprise because you haven't seen them in how long? Uh, a couple of years, yeah, two and a half years. And that was because of the COVID pandemic. They weren't really allowed to travel or leave. Uh, are they in Australia or New Zealand? New Zealand, yeah. They weren't allowed to leave New Zealand for the United States, but now they're here and they're going to be here for close to three months. Yeah. You got to have a pretty big guest room. Yeah. Uh, look, it's, it's going to be a lot for them, but they're, they're just traveling around America. They're basically, my mum and dad are both six years old. They're going to just do their sort of, I guess they could say it's one of their final big trips of their life. So um, they're going to go and enjoy it and uh, yeah, go go around and see different places in between the races and then eventually meet up with us at the races and, and uh, watch us go around. So excited for that. Did they come to Detroit? Going to every race till Nashville. So they... Are they getting a camper for Road America? Yeah. That's really the best way to do Road America. I know. I don't know if they are, but they're definitely staying. At, I think they're actually staying in Elkhart Lake, though. They're at one of the bed and breakfasts there. So I think they'll, uh, they'll get a pretty good uh, uh, spot there. That's also a nice way to do that. If you weren't driving, I would recommend Siebkins, but... Siebkins as a driver probably uh, yeah probably might get you Sunday a little, night yeah prob Sun Sunday night yeah. at Siebkins yeah. would probably be I a think I'll probably idea. end up there Sunday night yeah. that's sure uh, and then after that you're gonna get a, a break yep. uh, at least a weekend break before yep. resuming at Mid Ohio on Fourth of July weekend. How badly do you and the team need that weekend break? Yeah, look, it's a it's another 
uh, big thing for us because we've got another sort of five weeks or so coming up that's going to be bang, bang, bang as well. So it's important. Um, I'm probably going to end up, end up doing some family stuff. I have no idea what I'll end up doing, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll chill out, find out a way. I'll play a bit of golf and do my thing. But, yeah, it's, it's certainly going to be a uh, uh, nice, uh, much-needed break before the season really kicks into gear. It wasn't your first Indy 500, but it was your first one where it was full. Yeah. What were the emotions oh, amazing. like? Amazing. Something I've never, it's so incredible, the amount of people and, uh, you know, the, the, the festivities and, and the, the crowd noise. But then the, when there was no crowd noise, when everyone's paying their respects to the troops, it was pretty incredible too. So um, very excited to, to be there for the first time and see it all. But now I'm glad that it's over and done with. I've done it. I've seen it. Now I know what to expect. And hopefully we go bigger and better next year. For any of the 33 drivers that are in that race, they see the race only through their viewpoint from the cockpit. Are you as interested in watching it afterwards on TV to see what really went on up front? Because I'm sure there were a lot of aspects of that race you probably were unaware of that was happening. Yeah, to be honest, Bruce, I haven't watched the race back yet. Um, I always struggle a little bit when you know you've, you're on for a good race and you make a mistake to watch it back. But, um, you know, I think uh, we'll, we'll definitely look back at that debrief on it um, and see what goes on. But it's, um, yeah, it, it certainly, uh, you know, I, I certainly watch all the races that I go good at. Like St. Peter, I think I've watched about six times. So <laughs> I think uh, I'll just need to go better at some. I think it would be hard for any driver to find anything bad to say about Marcus Erickson. So, in a way, obviously you want to win the race. And if you don't win the race, you want one of your Team Penske teammates to win a race. But if a guy like Marcus Erickson is going to win, what kind of feeling does that give you? Yeah, I think it's just fantastic to see a first-time winner. I think any time you see that at the Speedway, it's pretty exciting. You see the emotions they go through. Obviously, as a driver, I've got that hint of jealousy that I'm like, oh, I wish I was able to. Watch, I was able to do that. But you know, that that's that's just part of the deal. And Marcus drove a great race. He was fast all month. He's been good for the last two, three years. Like he's solid. And uh, yeah, like you said, he's a great guy, great champion. And um, but certainly, I, I can't wait to whip his butt this weekend. <laughs> So with all your family down, did Carly have any of her family down from New York? Uh, yep, yeah. So I had about 20 people all up. So it was, a, it was a tribe. It was a classroom. Definitely, that would have to be a lot of people. Hey, going back to Road America real quick, does that course remind you of anything you did in Australian supercars? It has like a that same sort of feeling as Bathurst, just without the elevation. It's got the history. It's the road course. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's very unique in its own ways. Uh, but it's a track that I really, really, really enjoy and can't wait to get back to. And also, it's been announced that McLaren has signed Alexander Rossi. Now that he's leaving Andretti Autosport and joining that team next year, what's your reaction to that? I think he's just going to see how good Chevy Power is. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's enough. But look, I think it's a big move for, uh, for McLaren. It shows how big and uh, how much they're invested in the sport. That's going to be a fantastic lineup, and I'm sure there's going to be another car added here in the near future from what I'm hearing so um, big move for Alex but a move that probably needed to happen for him and uh, you know I'm excited to have him on Team Chevy and it could also help push Pato Award and if Felix is, remains on that team can push them even further yeah absolutely I think it's gonna it's gonna push the team um, move them forward a, a ton uh, Alex comes with a lot of experience, a lot of race wins, Indy 500 wins they're already strong in the Indy 500 I'm sure they're gonna get stronger again. Scott McLaughlin Congratulations on what you've been able to do so far this season. Good luck at Road America. 
and good luck the rest of the season. And thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Thanks, Bruce. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy. We want to thank our guests, including Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix winner Will Power of Team Penske, his brother Damian Power, Indianapolis 500 winner Marcus Erickson of Chip Ganassi Racing, and Team Penske drivers Joseph Newgarden and Scott McLaughlin for joining us on today's podcast. Along with loyal listeners like you, our guests help make Pit Pass Indy your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, one word, uppercase B, uppercase M, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin, and final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall.